We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Contest time. Dave Matthews Band. Be caller 5 at 221-4WGR. That's 221-4947 to win a pair of pavilion tickets before you can buy them to see the Dave Matthews Band June 14th at Darien Lake Amphitheater, courtesy of Live Nation. Tickets go on sale this Friday, February 17th at 10 a.m. at LiveNation.com. What if I told you I just found a ranking of the 100 best cheeses in the world? I would say let's go start 100 from the bottom. That's probably a lot. The thing is... I'm I'm scrolling this list, uh-huh. and I ask this half kidding. How many cheeses could you name? I don't think I can get to a hundred. No, could you get to ten? Oh yeah, I can get to ten. Ten. You want me to? Oh yeah, name those cheeses. All right, cheddar, mozzarella, uh, pepper jack, Colby jack, Asiago, American, uh, feta, Gouda. <laughs> okay, maybe this is getting harder than I thought already. You're at eight. I'm at eight. It's definitely not going to be. There can't be 100 cheeses. Uh, did I say Pepper Jack? You did, and Colby Jack. I Could said you both tell the Jacks? Do you know the difference between the two? Yeah. Because I, I don't. I do. Colby Jack is like. I know just by color. Okay. Colby Jack is like orange and white. Pepper Jack is just white, but then it's got like the seasoning Pep- in gotcha. it. Gotcha. Okay. Um, two more cheeses. I'm already thinking of like the. Can I can I count like the artisan cheeses where they put bacon in it and whatnot? Does that count? Uh, I think probably the, not. I think those would count for this ranking of cheeses, but they're gonna have like three five three to five different kinds of cheddar in here, aren't they? They've got stuff I've never right. heard of. This, this is case, no, th- th- this is cheese. big cheese where they're talking about you know. Golka is 12th. Yeah, I don't know what that is. A smoked Polish cheese made sure. with cow's milk. There's Canestra, Brazilian mm. cheese. Nope. Like this this ranking of top 100 cheeses is is above my cheese pay grade. Goat cheese, 9. Goat cheese. I'm working to get to 10 here. This is tough. Cottage cheese, boom, 10. Wow. There we go. I don't think that counts. It's a cheese, right? Cottage cheese? I don't think that counts. I could have given you Swiss. Swiss, Swiss provolone. I didn't get to the de- no. to the deli. Yeah, uh, I mean, you're right. They're all right there on the deli counter. Big you, you miss. Half of them. I see. I was doing. I'm in the cheese aisle, like where they have the big bricks. Yeah. What I should have been is in the the lunch the deli. You said section. Colby Jack and Pepper Jack. Did you say Monterey Jack? No. There's That's three jacks. It was right there for you too. Yeah. Anyway, go. What's to number the- one on this list? Parmigiana. 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 Reggiano. Parmesan. 
Parmesan and Romano. Are those two different things, right? Yes. Even though they're always together? Gorgonzola. Best combo in the cheese world. Gorg- Parmesan and Romano. Gorgonzola came in at number two. That's there, yeah. Burrata is at three. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. What's the Munster cheese, right? Munster cheese is a thing. I got pes- Pecorino Toscano and Pecorino Sardo, like... Different regions of Italy are getting on this list in the top ten. So anyway, listen, March is coming, and I think I'm already brewing up a a a, bra- a cheese bracket in my mind. Wow, it's almost bracket season. It is almost bracket season, like a month away. Yeah, March first. If you want to create a bracket, March first, like a fun one, not like a college basketball one. You should be able to do it. It's also almost time to get pitchers and catchers to report. I saw baseball has made a couple rule changes, including. When position players are allowed to pitch. When position players are allowed to pitch. Okay, so they're, you not, know, they're saying you're not allowed to just do it whenever you want? That's right. You are no longer allowed to just throw a position player on the mound in Major League Baseball. Except when? Three, one of three circumstances has to come okay. for you to do it. Number one, a position player can pitch only if, one, the leading team is up by ten or more in the ninth. Okay. So if you're up a lot. Ten or more. If you're up by ten, yeah. you can put a, a, a pitcher on, or a position player into pitch. Did they did they draw the light, the right, the right line in the sand there? Ten instead of like seven? Well, to give you an idea, the trailing team can only do it if they're down by eight or more any time. Okay. So, so if it's between, if it's, if it's eight or nine, then the trailing team can do it, but the leading team cannot. Right. Okay. Or any game that goes into extra innings. Hmm. So in a regular game, you cannot throw a position player on the mound unless you are leading by 10 or down by 8. Why are they doing this? They're doing this because the games get stupid when there's a position player in? The games are already stupid, though, right, when they go in? Yeah. So I don't know why the, the, the motivation here is a little curious to me. They've also made the second base runner in extra innings permanent. Saw that. Which I think is a good idea. Yes. The good thing about this idea for baseball, all all these, I'm I'm actually good with all these, it kind of indicates that you are willing to change. And, you know, rule changes for your sport, just go ahead and make a change. You you don't like the way something's going? Change it. We didn't talk about this too much on the air. I think that the, the NFL should get rid of pushing the quarterback on quarterback sneaks. Right. I think it should go away. And I don't think it's killing the game, but I don't think it's good for the game that you now have third, fourth, whatever. It's a short yardage play, and it is too easy. If if you, as a league, develop a play that works 100% of the time, you remove all drama competition. Yeah. Let's say like 100% of quarterback sneaks start to work with that push. It should 100% be outlawed. Because at that point, why don't you just give them the first down? Fourth and one should just be a first down. Right, just automatic. Yeah. I still want, if I'm the NFL, I want the ability to have goal line stands. It's hard enough to stop a quarterback sneak before right. they started pushing guys. Brady made 58 out of 59 at one point, and he was never pushed from behind on those. Right. So I think the rugby-style pushing forward of the pile, which came about big time in the NFL this year. they just Didn't they just make it legal? If they didn't just make it legal, everyone just figured out it was legal, and now everybody does it, and I think it's not great. I thought they just made it legal that you could push guys forward like that. 
At least in, a, but I don't think they meant for QB sneaks to be the yeah. the reason for the rule. They were thinking more ball carrier kind of gets held up by the defense. The lineman can come push in and push forward. them forward. This is like, this is different. This is designed, designed. Yeah, have your receivers run up behind your quarterback and push them forward. Right, the Bills would do this with Gabe Davis all year. Yep, right. He would come in motion behind Allen. He would thrust him forward. I think they should make it. I think they should outlaw it. It should not happen. You have. Do you think th- they will? I don't know. There's no noise about it, right? There's not a ton. Wade Phillips tweeted about it, former you know <laughs> defensive coordinator. Uh-huh. He tweeted about it, and I I saw it and thought I agree. And the other thing is, Joe, every single rule change, almost every rule change, helps the offense. Every one. Can the defense get one <laughs> bone here? Yeah. One. Hey. It's hard enough to stop this six foot six quarterback from falling forward one yard. Right. Can we make it so he can't also be pushed from behind? Right. And everybody's just stood up and they wait for the whistle to blow and you don't know what you're doing. I just think it's not good. I, I would I would get rid of it. I would get rid of pushing the quarterbacks. And if you want to make the rest of it pushing, you know, push the ball carrier forward, okay, you can keep all that if you really, really want to. But I don't think you should do it for the quarterbacks they, and the sneaks. They could hide behind player safety on that, couldn't they? Because That's, you you see the camera angle of those sneaks, like down below, like where the linemen are, and they are they got their heads down, and they are like it is head to head contact. All ten of those people that are like down on their knees, like trying to like get underneath. So by player safety, they could probably hide behind and say. We don't want this many QB sneaks being ran, so we'll eliminate the pushing from behind to kind of eliminate the frequency a bit. Or just the effectiveness. Yeah. It's kind of like pick plays. Why are they illegal? Too easy. Yeah. Just make those illegal. Uh, Teams could run those all day long and then like, okay, we can't do that. Sometimes it's player safety. Sometimes it's something is just too effective. Why did they move the extra point back to the 30? Because it was too easy. Too easy. Yeah. Too many of these are going through. We are removing any sort of drama. Let's get rid of it. How do you feel about my idea to eliminate an eligible man downfield? <laughs> I feel like that can't happen because of like the rules of the game. I mean, we got RPOs, though, all the time here where it's a, it's a, it looks like a simple pass play, and the guy can't get it. I'm not saying you can throw it to the lineman. You're just going to let them be downfield? Yeah, but they're allowed to be, if they're four or five yards down the field, I'm not going to throw a flag on them. Here's what I found. Oh. Alexa has an opinion I guess on this so. as well. Yeah, I guess so. My watch just talked to me. 803 We'll get a phone call quickly. Johnny in Buffalo. Johnny, go ahead. You're on WGR. Hey, guys. Good morning. Uh, you know, just to kind of further little discussion I heard earlier, you know, just about investing on the defensive line. And, you know, spending a lot of resources and graphics there with, you know, Epineza and Oliver and Basham and Rousseau. And then you go out and sign Von Miller to this huge contract. Not that he wasn't having a great season and not that our defensive line wasn't unbelievable with him in there. But, I mean, look at that Super Bowl. The Eagles' defensive line was unbelievable all year. And what happens when they get to the big game? Well, they just get neutralized by Mahomes and the Chiefs' offensive line. Zero sacks, didn't really have make any defensive plays. Um, and it's just this continuation to go after, you know, defensive players and, and go that route. I mean, you know, we, we signed a big free agent splash, and you're like, oh, we finally got our DN. But it's a guy who plays, what, 50%, 60% of the defensive snaps. And, you know, you look on the other side, who else could we have possibly signed that year? Um 
I'm thinking receiver-wise or offensive line-wise. Uh, look at what Cleveland did. They traded for Amari Cooper and Cooper's contract and Von Miller's contract. Very similar. I'd much rather have Cooper and try to fill up fill up the offensive line that way. I'm just worried that, and it might just be me, but watching the Super Bowl, watching these offensive-minded coaches get their best players and their best playmakers involved. I mean, we have a playmaker in Cook. And we had a speed guy in Hines. And Hines will always give us that euphoric moment on those kickoff returns after the Hamlin thing. It's just we don't we weren't putting those guys in the positions to use them the right way. And I just feel like, you know, as much as his team does, and, you know, people can complain about the d- defense, like, you know, bending but not breaking and not making big plays, we just need to score points and get as many possessions as possible to give Josh Allen, who is – Obviously, the best player on the field, 99% of the time he's on the field, more opportunities to have the ball. And I feel like this team sometimes wins, and and Allen and this offense, they win in spite of the coaching staff, in spite of the game day decision. You know, like, I feel like a, a kid playing Madden could almost coach better in these late game situations, in these second half situations with the lead. I mean, we blew a game against Minnesota, which obviously, you know, we win that, we, we'd lock up that one seed, and okay, everybody's got to come to our place. But little things like this, it's like how many times are we going to get to these moments in the playoffs and let it pass us by and say, you know what, we'll learn from it next year. You know what, we'll learn yep. from it next year. Thank- and it's these things that are just driving me up a wall, guys. Thanks, Johnny. I, I think a lot, <clears throat> a lot of what you say, there are a couple points in here that I remember – feeling the same thing and wondering the same thing. I think if you wonder about an offensive coach versus a defensive coach, it's fair. That is fair to wonder. Doesn't have to be a problem, but it, you know, here we are waiting to see on Ken Dorsey. Mm-hmm. And if anyone wants to say, well, year one was about growth. Okay. That's fine. I, I understand that. Understand that you threw a Super Bowl window at a rookie year, a rookie play caller. That was a, that's a decision. Mm-hmm. and you might have to do that again. If he has a very good year next year and gets a job, are you doing it again? Or did you think, we shouldn't do that again? Is, is that ultimately the lesson you get out of this? To the point about Vaughn, you know, I, Vaughn is fun on this team, and he did the job. He understood the assignment. He did the job. My feeling when they drafted Rousseau and Basham was, I don't think you beat Mahomes by getting to him, and they didn't get to him really that much that year. And then they bring in Vaughn, and they beat him this year in, in what, October? And it really looked like the defense had rounded into its final form of what it was supposed to be, and there was a lot to like about that. However, your point about snap percentages, it does make sense to me. I agree with it. Spending all those picks, half the reason you have to spend them all is because you play them 60% or 55%. Mm-hmm. Gabe Davis plays 95% of your snaps. Yeah. Wouldn't it be better to spend a bigger asset on somebody that plays 95% of the snaps as opposed to 55%? And how many plays does Davis make a game? Or how many times are you counting on him to make a play in a game? You're throwing to him six, seven times, eight times. Mm-hmm. A defensive end, if they have a great game, they make two plays, yeah, three plays. It's just, it is asking, it's spending a lot for a position that, makes two to three plays a game. Granted, they can be game-changing plays, 
But I think it, you know, I think everything you said is fair to wonder about where they place their priority. The good news is all the stuff they've invest, invested in the defensive line, it's all staying. Not all of it, but a lot of it, right? Oliver will be here. Hopefully he can have a better year. Vaughn, Rousseau, Basham. A lot of these pieces are still going to be there. Epinesa, they're all still going to be here. So the investment that they placed in that defensive line, hopefully this year it's healthy in this upcoming year. We're talking at the end of the year that they won it because their line was so good. And maybe that frees them up to tilt things back towards the offense. Like you said, you blame their offensive struggles on overspending on their defensive line and the defensive yep. side of the ball. Well, okay, they spent, they can keep it all there, and now focus on their offense. Yes. Even though this is not what they probably had in mind. Why did they do all that? I mean, Caller brings up the snap counts. They probably wanted, in their dream world, what did they want to have happen? They wanted three or four defensive ends so that Every snap defensively, they were going to be a nightmare for opposing quarterbacks. They were just going to be after you. They were going to be one of the best pass rushes in football. And that was going to be three, four individuals deep. And what we just saw is it's one deep. You take one guy out of the equation, and suddenly you're average to below average as a pass rush unit. And I think what Bean wanted, clearly, by all of the picks and contracts he put at it, was... Four, five guys, doesn't matter who's out there. This defensive line is going to be a nightmare for you. And it is not. It's Von Miller. Yeah, and after that, I mean, Jordan Phillips being hurt most of the year. Sure. Daquan Jones missed that game against Cincinnati. Big loss. It's Jeremy and Joe, Extendo Sports on the way, and then the Extra Point Show here on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.